Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be interviewing architect Ava. Welcome. Thank you. I only say her first name because it's hard for me to pronounce your last name. Please pronounce your last name. My full name is Evani Urribarri from Venezuela. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So um, I think I told you guys recently that I met Ava... um, and I know I tell the story I and she blushes. <laughs> I know, but it's so, it's a great story, right? When we're all rich and famous and you'll be able to say, oh, this is how I, how I met you. Um, Courtney and I were out working on, uh, we were kind of spying on some of the furniture stores and getting pricing and seeing what the competition had. And we stopped to have lunch so that we could kind of gather our thoughts and go over things. And I had my sketchbook out and everyone knows that sketching is my favorite. And so I'm jotting some things down and drawing some things and, Ava, who was our waitress, came over and said, oh, are you doing interior design? I said, oh, yeah. Do you like design? She said, well, I have a degree in architecture. What? And she was so sweet. And so and so we started asking her all these questions. And she's like, well, I'm from Venezuela, and I haven't lived here very long, so a lot of it doesn't transfer over. I thought, well, and you, you guys know that I always talk about that passion for interior design. Like, you're born with loving interiors and loving making people happy and creating beautiful spaces. And so it kind of eats away at your soul a little if you're not doing that. Like if that's your passion in life, when you're not doing that, it it it's it's a little, right? Like a little depressing. It's a little... Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. I remember since I was like, talking about passion, since I was little, I used to draw like floor plans for my house. Like my, my sister's like, this is going to be your house, like a two floor, like, she said, oh, okay. And then this is going to be my house, like a four, <laughs> four floor, like, and my, my, this was like eight years old. And my grandma used to say, oh, you're going to be an architect. I was like, no, but I want to be, I don't know, whatever, a t-shirt, you know? So like, a ballerina. <laughs> were your sister, were your houses going to be next door to each other? Like, did you plan? Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. Actually in my, my sister's house, I had like a little room next to it, but then I was like, oh, but I'm going to live there for a while, but then I'm going to move to this super big mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I always say that I played more with Barbie's house. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. designing the house. Me. And I would draw floor plans. I remember when I was little, I don't remember where I'd gotten the idea. I think it was something Elton John, a singer, um, something about high-heeled shoes having goldfish, like live goldfish in them. And I thought, oh, what if I had a see-through staircase, curved staircase going up the second floor with live goldfish, <laughs> like in the acrylic. And I would draw pictures of it and yeah. And then, you know, cut to look at this crazy life we live. <laughs> so That's where the crazy ideas come from. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's that, it's that the best. Uh, think outside the box. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we started asking her if she likes design. She said, of course. She said she actually took an online course um, that summer in just interior design because she loved it so much. And I'm thinking, she didn't take my course, but that's okay. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I pulled up my course on my phone. I'm like, look, you can take this one. (laughs) Um, But right there, I mean, she was such a rapport, so sweet, so nice. And I always say in design that um, it's the connection with people, right? It doesn't matter how great you are at designing. If you can't connect with your customers 
and and um, you know really get them to trust you and be friends with you, you're never going to get your designs across. It's about being a people person too. Yes, yeah. really very much being so. able. Well, working as a server, I think you can read the the table like we say how is the person gonna act like what's kind of their personality so so that way you know how to react back same works in design so you know if the person is kind of shy if the person is very loud and like extrovert so you know kind of like the things what they, they're gonna like better. exactly yeah no see, see how great she is <laughs> <laughs> I just knew it. It's a gut instinct. <laughs> um, and then I made her go through, um, in the, the training course that I have online, there's a final exam that they have to complete to get to the finest, final level. And it's a, uh, it's a mock design project that I give. Everyone gets the same project. And it's, honest to God, it's the most uh, accurate uh, description of our client, our typical client. Mr. and Mrs. Fancy Pants. Yes, Mr. and Mrs. Fancy Pants. So I gave that to her, and of course she knocked it out of the park. And um, and it gets tricky because it's the first time, especially when you've only gone through design school or architecture school, we always talk about how they never make you have a budget. So there's no, like, realism, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, When I got to that part in the, like I said, I, I didn't work in architecture for a few years until I met Chelsea. So when I got to that part, I was like, oh, I am not <laughs> sure how to do it. Oh, actually, you know what other part was bad for me? Centimeters versus um, inches. Yes, and metric. Yeah. That yeah, was funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm still learning, so yes. I really like it. Um, but yeah, um, what I like about it is, like, like you told me, what I, what I think every designer should do is have a concept, like mm-hmm. um, something you can base uh you can base it on and everything has to have a reason for being not just put yes. oh i want a purple couch just because i like purple yes. no oh, the purple because it matches that that like it has to have a reason and that way that's that's a good selling point that's, that's how you you know make it look pretty for the clients like oh maybe because i like this because your personality like, I'm, I'm doing this friday with chelsea actually that they're gamers but they have, they just got this new house. And I know in the inside there, they love the games, um, um, board games and stuff. But on the outside, they're all adults. Like, you know, uh-huh. so I want to show that in their design. Exactly. See, she's so good. I mean, <laughs> because that is it's exactly what I teach. It is about the people. And you're right, like reading the room, reading the, reading the people. Um, I, I can't tell you how many designers get so stuck in their own in their own design and, and usually it's something they saw on Instagram and then they have to recreate that no what does your customer want and and we did we spent a lot of time talking about that customer that you know she she was showing some kind of pictures that were very conservative so we knew there was that line but so much of their house is going to be based around fun and they have brand new little kids and and gaming they're they're buying a really expensive beautiful custom gaming table mm-hmm. for their dining room table where the top flips over and it kind of sinks in and you can roll dice on it um and it's it's i mean it's pricey it's more expensive than our three-piece sectional that yeah. we're doing yeah. mm-hmm. but so we knew that was a priority and and so yesterday was her first big presentation <laughs> and she knocked it out of the park. I was sitting there and I'm like, no, Ava, you describe it. And she did exactly what she just said. She walked through each piece and she said, no, no, this rug is, you know, soft. You said you wanted to be on the ground playing with your kids. And, and then this ottoman, it's, you know, leather, so you can just wipe it off and it's soft edges. It's round. The kids are not going to hurt, you know, hit their heads. And 
you you just nailed it. You walked through every piece and described why you chose it and how it fit into the bigger picture and the overall design. That's how you sell it. See? You sell. She's a natural. See? She's a natural. <laughs> she really is. So because, you know, my coaching business is really, it is worldwide. I mean, all reaches of the, the globe, I've worked with designers. And one thing that I find is we're all the same. I mean, again, you start with that passion and then it's a people connection and people are the same. It doesn't matter where you are. There's some cultural differences, of course, but at the heart of it, you know, design is emotional. It's passion. You're dealing with someone's home. So it's very intimate. You, you have to connect with that person and again, give them what they want, interpret their style. So interior design is one of those few, like truly international um, careers. You can live anywhere and be a designer. And so every time Ava and I go out on house calls or we're working together, I'm always picking her brain, you know, and um, we're seeing some differences and, and also from architecture. You know, when I'm doing a floor plan, I lay things out like perfect example was the, um, the bar stools and the dining chairs. I make sure they fit, but I want my floor plan to look pretty like it would be all set up. But Ava points out, right, in architecture, no, you always pull the chairs all the way out so you can see the traffic pattern is more important than at this time the aesthetic of the furniture. So that was like, oh. <laughs> so now that you've been here for a while, what, um, what are other differences between architecture and design? Now that you've sort of switched courses, are you still happy with the design side of it? Oh, I'm super happy. I am. Yeah, I was telling my friend yesterday, oh my God, you have no idea. Like, I'm super stressed, but I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, and the difference between architecture and design. Architect is for sure more um, on the structural side. Uh-huh. We don't go that much over the detail, like, oh, what kind of um, leg is going to be on the ottoman? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be round and there. Um, uh, let me think. So people are usually trying to decide. They don't know which, which, first of all, they don't know enough about what it means to be a designer. Um, and they might be deciding, like, maybe I, maybe they like architecture. Maybe they like design. So what would you say if someone didn't know which area, like, you talk about the the materials and things, but you talked to me about organization yeah. before. Yeah. Um. Well, architecture, I would define it as space planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you plan this space. You plan how is it going to feel when you enter the room. Uh, one thing I remember um, my professor used to tell us, like, you can tell it's an architect because when you enter the room, you always look up to the ceiling, oh. like, oh, what the ceiling is like, you know, what, where's the, I don't know. Because as a designer, we still do space planning and, you know, that, that feel. In fact, every time I go to a, a client's house, and my first instinct, I always have to start at the front door. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm really trying to get ideas, I go back to the front door. It's always, where do they enter? What's that first guy? I have to walk into the room as if, uh, you know, I'm the homeowner walking into the space for the first time. You have to sort of start there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's. Um, I think you also have to follow a lot of rules. Mm, that's, a lot yes. of rules. I remember uh, designing a building. You have to put the uh, emergency exit the emergency stairs a certain amount of meters or well yeah. um so it's a lot of rules that you have to follow actually in my in my city we had something um like a cattle like a, a rule book basically uh that depends on the area depends on the uh section of the 
uh, city you're in. Huh. You can only do up to like two or three floor or the houses have to be separate from each other or can be next, right? Literally next to each other. Things like that. Um, yeah. We have a lot of that here, but you don't have to memorize it as a designer. I mean, we know, well, the builders, yeah, the architects, they know that stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I just make it pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more math. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I want more math. Even though there's engineers, you know, like civil engineers that do that, but you have to have some certain notion yeah. of it. Like, oh, I'm not going to just do, uh, I don't know, 12 or 13 feet long and no, no base. Yeah. Does yeah, that makes, sense? that makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, like no column or, or support. Yes, correct. Yeah. I was, the, the first time that I, I mean, even though I, you know, I had my design degree and, but they can't teach you everything and they can't teach you every scenario and they try, but we always know that there's always a little lacking um, in design schools. So again, because it is, you know, it's, it's a hard field um, to teach everything. But the first commercial project I ever worked on as an independent designer was an ear, nose and throat doctor. And so it's just a doctor's appointment, right? You just go into the doctor's office, you sit, you get your ear, you know, your hearing tested or, and, uh, but there were so many regulations. The corridor had to be wide enough for a gurney. And then at certain points I had to have a pivot area where it was enough to turn a gurney around. Correct. And I'm thinking, well, why are they going to need a stretcher, you know, a gurney in a, an ear, nose and throat office? And I said, well, you just, you never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if there is an emergency situation and an ambulance has to come in? It's a medical facility. It has to have. And, and so well, this is before the internet. So I had to go to the city and I had to look up all the requirements and um, regulations. I like kind of solving puzzles, but it was a serious challenge. It and is. there's so much more to remember. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and liability. That's That's sort of why I think my design school it used to be interior architecture Mm -hmm. but we didn't have the math we weren't taking math classes and we weren't taking enough of the structural physics and there's liability right as an architect you have a lot more liability yeah yeah you do Mm -hmm. yeah i mean we we can choose um the wrong carpet that's you know too flammable um and you know in design school i also learned we had to do this certain kind of door like if you're exiting from certain buildings, they have to be the certain kind of latch release. They have to be push only. They have to, you know, where you put your exit signs. Mm-hmm. But even that's the decorative side of it. How much of your schooling was was like the structural? I mean, did you have to learn about different concretes and rebar and how they build? Yes. Uh, we actually went to a couple of construction sites uh, for a couple semesters. I loved it, but they just, they just taught us that like, so we can have like an idea of what it looks like, yeah. but it's not like we're actually going to be there unless you take that path. Architecture has so many different um, sides that you can take. You can take urbanism or interior design or could Interesting. be anything. Mm-hmm. Interesting. See these questions. The other thing, um, it's always, and we, we tease her, but it's cute because she's so sweet. Um, it, the language barrier, right? There are certain words. Again, it's like the metric versus, I think it's imperial. Isn't that the... It is imperial. Yeah, yeah. imperial and metric. Um, but even we were talking about, and I kept referencing a foyer, you know, put this in the foyer, the light in the foyer. And she said, what's a foyer? <laughs> went, oh, like the entryway. Like what would you call it like in Venezuela? A, like a and or, um, Yeah. I mean, when you first walk in to a house and you have that little landing area, what, what is what would it be called in... Venezuela. You, you mentioned it yesterday. Um, 
like a, a vest, not a vestibule. Yeah, yeah. Is it a vestibule? Vestibulo, I think. Oh. Yeah, I always tell the girls, like, hey, I'm sorry if I don't know a word. I might know it in Spanish, but... Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm still learning. Oh, my gosh. You do amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. amazing. Um, and I thought it was fun the other day you were doing CAD. And, you know, I haven't taken CAD in years. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I cheat and do my little floor plan makers and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you had full-blown AutoCAD in your computer. And I was looking over your shoulder. And I'm like, oh, look, I haven't seen this in a while. And seeing if, you know, could I remember how to move a wall, stretch a wall? And I'm, it was hard. My brain wasn't registering that all of the commands were in Spanish. <laughs> oh, like, that's right. This is AutoCAD in Spanish. That's so cool. <laughs> I just had, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It didn't that, occur that's to me that, duh. Yeah, well, of course, right? That's, yeah, us Americans thinking everything has to be, <laughs> everything's, everything's in English, isn't it? No, the rest of the world has the same has, things, just different, different languages. languages yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have been the other differences culturally, like that you see between, you know, the architecture and design that you saw in you Venezuela know, versus here. Thing I'm going to tell you, I saw, um, when designing houses, uh -huh. you, the kitchen is like the main focal point and you always need to have bar stools or counter stools there because people don't really get together in the living room or yeah. the dining room. People always stay like, even you, you have visit come over, not only your family, but you have friends and we stay in the kitchen. Yeah. So we used to make that like a big deal. Um, for seating in, in area here or in Venezuela? Cars. In Venezuela. Oh, yeah. it it's people try to not do that here. They, I, I see that. Yeah, but that's what I'm telling that's the but they're gonna end up in the kitchen anyway. <laughs> we still end up everywhere ends up in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Frankly, right, right. You used to always say it's 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 the heart of the home, the, oh, yeah. the fireplace and the kitchen. It's it's the center. But I've over the years, yeah, back in the 80s and 90s, living rooms. We always had formal living rooms, formal dining rooms. And then you had the kitchen and a little family room. And I have tried so many different ways to make that formal living room so enticing that you could have a party and people would flock to the living room. And I have never been successful. I've tried game tables, poker tables, jukebox, pool, you know, anything. They just think it looks so, so, so pretty that they don't want to mess it up. Like yeah. a catalog picture. Oh, no, no, I don't want to mess it up. That, and, and the action is in the kitchen. Right? There's something about the warmth and the food and mm -hmm. um, any hostess is always still in the kitchen doing yeah. something when your guests get there and they want to be close. And so that's kind of, yeah, the family room is definitely more incorporated with the kitchen now. And like you said, like bar stools and, you know, you plan where that's a seating area. That's a gathering area for entertaining exactly. mm -hmm. is around the kitchen island. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. What else have you noticed? I asked her about like colors and mm -hmm. things. Mm, well, uh, in my city at least, um, we use a lot of uh, materials that are, uh, how do you say, they reflect the sun. Oh. Uh, it's very, very hot down there. So we have to uh, build in that thinking of that. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we wouldn't think of that. Here we worry about rain. <laughs> yeah. How many yeah. solar panels in Seattle, but we're trying. <laughs> Yeah, so we do think a lot of the um, weather, of course. I think you do yeah. too. So. Yeah, but the heat, you're right. We don't we don't have to worry so much about heat. And which direction you're putting the windows on a building. Oh, no, we do, yeah. Yeah. The direction sort of is always, yeah. Uh, taller ceilings, if you want more uh, air current going there, uh, it's fresher. Or even, um, how do you say, um, garden in the in the roof. Oh, yeah. Uh, that makes the house is lighter, like fresher 
Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. See, you learn something new every day. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so now that you have delved into the world of interior design, um, what's been your favorite part so far? Mm, let me think. My favorite part is, I guess, making people happy. Yeah. 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 I'm still working on the first project, like I said. Um, but I just want to like, oh my god, yes, I love this piece. I love like, oh my god, I knew it. Like, I read your, I read their minds, and when I m- come up with a design that they absolutely love, it's like so rewarding. Like, right? Yes, it I warms it your right. heart. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. I do love that. It's like when someone opens a present you've given them, and they're exactly. so excited. You're like, oh, don't you love it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I that's knew exact- you would like it. Yes. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> and, and you've been, yeah, you've been great. I mean, I've been seeing the rooms you've been putting together and, um, you know, yesterday we hit a snag with budget, but it's just because they liked everything that we designed that, I mean, Ava did the whole design, but they loved it. And, you know, we had a budget and we're still working on the budget. Um, but it was like, they wanted everything. I'm like, Oh, okay. Hold on. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta fit it into the budget first and then we'll have phases. But um, but with things like that, again, it's just, it's something that we work through and she's still learning this side of it because it's, it is different than like a materials list for an architect. You'd have mm-hmm. more of the, um, the hard surfaces and we're here, we're dealing with, you know, throw pillows yeah, and art and, um, accessories and. I didn't know they could get to be so expensive. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Just even like the cushion upgrades on a sofa. Yeah, exactly. That it's, you know, it all Everything adds up. Everything adds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's been great. I think she is an amazing contribution to our team. I am so blessed that we found you. I mean, I tell that story because it's one more example of how (laughs) just serendipity and things are meant to be. And it seems that I'm often in the right place at the right time. It is. And Mm -hmm. uh, I have a lot of joy in my life because of that. And I bring these people in and, um, you know, I I do have that gut feeling and I see talent and you know, and it inspires me too to like, oh, here's, here's someone that, that I can mold because I know they've got that, you know, the basic, the drive, the passion absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and the instincts. Mm-hmm. I love that you said like reading a table because mm-hmm. that is, it's such a big part of it. And that's one of the things you can't teach. You know, you can try to teach that. I can teach you about foyer and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and how to, you know, tighten up budgets and, and things like that. But you can't teach that instinct of wanting to make people happy and finding the joy in design. Because it is stressful. It's a lot of pressure. And, you know, what if they don't like it? There's always yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I kept telling myself, there's no perfect design. There's no perfect yes. design. Like you say, Yay. that there's just the right design for that people. Yes. Yeah. Yay. Exactly. Oh, that warms my heart. <laughs> you see, I learned yes. you know, from your curse. I love it. Yeah, everyone that starts working here has to take my course. I'm, and I feel bad that I'm, I'm watching over her shoulder, watching my different hairstyles through the years and feeling bad that she's having to listen to me drone on for 30 hours. But, I loved it. Actually, I really liked it. I learned okay, a lot. And yeah. I kept asking her on the architectural sections, like, did I get anything wrong? And she's like, well, you should have added more about this. And then yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm just trying to, you know, hone it in. Get but, to the point. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, wonderful addition to the team. I'm so excited to keep updating you guys on her successes and we'll have her on to talk more often because this was fun <laughs> and she's so great. So thank you so much, Ava, for being here thank and being part of our family. Me. I really appreciate it. I'm so Good. happy to be here and this is a great team that we have here. Yay, yeah, yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much, everyone. Don't forget, like us on Facebook, like us on YouTube. Get out there and make comments. 
Send us notes. Um, we'd love to hear and we'll keep answering questions. We'll be doing these podcasts every week. Thank you, Ilya, and happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcast and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.